When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche Podcast. We got Eric, AJ, and Rudo coming to you live as the Evs defeat the Carolina Hurricanes 6-4 to tonight. A lot to talk about. Ten goals in this one. But first, you guys already got us to 100 likes. So thank you very much for that. We've got some winner shots here for you. We appreciate the 100 likes as always. Cheers, boys. Mm. Dr. Dubs is 5-0 and on the season. So get your vitamin W. It's a fun one. I love it. Uh, I think uh, yet another new way for an Avs to win a hockey game. Let me break it down for you in the uh, 60 second rundown and then we'll get into it. All right. Avs start out. I think they played pretty well in the first period. Special teams was kind of the name of the game, though. Uh, Both got uh, technically Carolina's was even strength, but really it was a power play goal. Aspired one second before the puck goes in the back of the net. <clears throat> and then the, the Avs get a power play goal at the end of the period. Then the magician in the second period gets things started. Logan O'Connor with his third straight game with a short-handed goal. Things go back and forth from there. Carolina picks up a couple of goals, takes the lead back. And then the Avs explode for four unanswered goals in a row. And they kind of never look back. They're up 6-3 by the third period. And... We'll talk about it later on the show, but the Avs have figured something out this season with the third period. This one wasn't a super dominant control everything. It was just an absolutely nothing goes on in this third period, which allowed them an easy win. They do give up a garbage time goal to Slavin to make it 6-4, but pretty straightforward third. Not bad. It was pretty good. I got most of it in there. Yeah. Uh, I do want to rewind this back, though, because this was another different look for Colorado. Georgiev, not that great tonight. Not a knock on him. I'm not trying to say he was terrible or anything. It was just a game where the Avs did have to do some outscoring of their problems, something that they really haven't run into yet this season. Is this another notch in the belt for them? Is this them going, hey, we can continue to beat anyone in any style of game? Yeah, absolutely. I think that was my number one takeaway from tonight was, uh, yeah, you didn't get a a wonderful night out of Georgiev. He made some big saves. Yep, for sure. Um, but if your starter is going to have an 840 save percentage, you're going to want to score six goals. <laughs> yeah, they did. So it's all good. Some good math there. But up. yeah, I think I think the the takeaway here is, yeah, you had you had two teams that neither goaltender was locked in and you got into kind of a shootout. Yep. Not so much in terms of the way the game was being played. Well, that but, second period was pretty. Yeah, well, it was honestly it was pretty one sided in Carolina's favor in sure. terms of process, but the Avs just kept scoring on everything. So <laughs> that just do be how hockey goes sometimes. Not wrong. And so I do think that, yeah, you've played five games and all five have been a little bit different. So, and, and they've won in all these different looks. Yep. That's, that's the, 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 for me, my number one takeaway from this game is. The fifth game, fifth different style of game, and uh, when you walk out of it 5-0, and oh, uh, that can only give you confidence. Road, home, quality opponent, shitty opponent, none of it matters. You're 5-0. They're 5-0, and, oh. five, five and, oh, and to, to be honest with you, each of these have been won. By the end of it, it was pretty comfortable. Yeah. The, Every one the of these Sharks games. one was the only one that wasn't. Yeah, and th- that was the one where you put 50 shots on right. roll, and it, it's like... You had no problems with your process that night. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, man. So that's... Uh, yeah, for, for that, That's where I feel great about this, is it's only positivity. Yep. Well, I, I think you're going to go in an 82-game season, maybe you're going to play seven or eight perfect games. I, I don't think you play more than that. Yeah. And when I say perfect games, like 60, like you just said, like San Jose, pretty hard to fault. I mean, oh, my God. I mean, from the first minute to the last one, yeah, there's one. Then you got about another six or seven. Chicago uh, game was pretty close to perfect, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, they've had a great start. They're not going to be perfect. They haven't been perfect, but 
when they haven't been perfect, then Georgiev's been there to save their bacon. Tonight, Georgiev wasn't at his best, and then the offense was there to save his bacon. And that's what that's what championship teams do, you know. Yep. So I I, I like what I've seen. I, I I do believe that if you're a coaching staff right now, you're like, all right, let's back our bags up again, and then let's hit the road again, and let's go play some more hockey. And like we've been so good on the road, so let's go dominate the next week again. Mm-hmm. Uh, first goal of the game does go Carolina's way, and. You know, it, it really should. On paper, it's not a power play goal. Yeah. But at the very end of a PK, Carolina puts a play together. Did feel like you saw the Avs give up a lot of the middle of the ice tonight defensively. I think specifically to that point, I, I felt it more on the PK than at either sure. uh Where they, uh, I think going back to last year, that unit struggled with that play, yeah, with that puck down low, and I think this is probably the next frontier of creating high quality scoring chances is working from in behind the, the goal the, line, exactly, man. and because it just causes so many problems. Yeah, the goaltender's got to figure out his angle, and he's got to figure out how to defend it. You know, if the puck is right behind him, he can't yeah. see it. He's yep. got to like get into his net and turn around. It's 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 hard. It's hard for defenses to have their back to players that they're trying to cover yep. if they're turned and looking at it, or You're it's really hard to have their back to the puck and then right. be face guarding players. So it just, it creates so many problems. And we see with the way that the Avs PK likes to defend, they have one defender come all the way out yep. to that side. They love defending out high. On and the side and they, well. when they, yeah. and the way that they rotate it is that one forward is out high and the other forward is on the other covering the backside. And then the other defender is kind of defending the guy down low with the puck and the man in front. Yep. And that creates complications. And on that goal tonight, you saw that first goal from Carolina. You saw Gerard collapse in to pressure the puck. Yep. And that left the guy open. Uh, yep. That left Kotkaniemi open. And there was a slow rotation by from the forward. Lekinen, to come over I there. think it was. It yeah. was Lekinen, yeah. And that's just a little bit of a slower rotation over there. And that's a bang bang play. Yep. That's not me faulting anybody. That's good offense. And uh, the Avs have to pick their poison there. Um, knowing the result of the play, it's really easy for me to say, oh, Sammy needs to be a little less aggressive there and just try and take that space away. But, uh, you but know, again, I know how the play resulted, so it's well, easy for me to at, say that. Look at the goal at the end of the period where Mac puts it between a dude's leg and we're saying, oh, my God, Nathan McKinnon's so yeah, good. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. it's it, for me, I, th- I just chalk that up to, you know, my initial instinct is I don't like that goal from. For sure. I don't like how they defend it. But you have to, when the, the other team has more players on the ice, you have to pick something. Yep. And I thought that was just good execution by Carolina. And if I'm scouting the abs looking for weaknesses, especially in a PK unit that is on fire right now that's what i've picked out and i've said okay this is what i want us to focus on moving pucks down low and the hard part is there aren't a lot of teams in the nhl right now whose power plays run that low on a consistent basis they like to move it out high use the defenseman to get involved have one guy out high two guys out high and i think that that is just as a pre-scout of the avalanche i'm gonna try to exploit that yeah i think it's a Probably a reasonable take, especially with how well we've seen their forwards defend so far this year on the penalty kill. So, well, I mean, I agree with you because I, I, I coach a lot of youth hockey and I'm a big like I'm going to compare youth hockey to the NHL right now. So let's bear with me. Um, <laughs> I'm always like, go play below the goal line because you're making the D's turn their skates. It's a different game. Yeah. When your D's as a as a unit are have their skates facing forward it's a totally different game it's easy they're comfortable as soon as you start turning their feet it's over because now the place behind them it's tough and i'm gonna ask you guys i don't know if you guys remember him because i'm older than you guys but there used to be a gentleman that they called it the office his office behind <laughs> the net wayne gretzky he got a gazillion points from behind the net there and and, and i'm a big firm believer that it is so easy to manufacture plays from behind the net or below the goal line. Of course, not everybody's Wayne Gretzky. I'm not saying that. But I'll tell you one thing. You want to get out of a funk. You want to get out of something. You go play below the goal line. And I think this is where you strike gold. Uh, just just a really quick addition here. Uh, one of our listeners, uh, Dayton Buchanan, he's written some stuff for us over the last couple of years. He does some work in the WHL yep. and stuff. Uh sent me some tracking data that he did one year, um, a year or two ago. And it showed that teams generate a lot monstrous percentages 
of scoring chances on plays from behind the net. I agree. And when that when that analytics work starts to get done at higher levels and teams start to that filters up the chain. Yep. I yep. think that's one of those things that you know, like the drop pass had to start somewhere, right? And I think that 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 creation behind the goal line is uh, is where we're where I think a lot of things could be headed next in terms of trying to create advantages because it is so hard to defend. This isn't statistically backed up, but I break down every goal the Avs score and every goal that gets scored against them. And one thing I've noticed over the years is when you do get pucks deeper in the zone, you see a lot more defenses puck watching. Yep. When that puck starts getting close to the net, everybody on that yeah. defense is looking right at that puck. Oh. And yeah. That's how dudes sneak to back doors. That's how dudes find open space on the ice. You can say all you want, head on a swivel, head on a swivel. But it's a different thing when you're looking at it and you're like, okay, where do I go? And then you, that half a second that you're looking at him, you don't see the guy behind you is not yep. gone this side. Yep. By the time you, you saw it tonight on that goal, uh, you yeah. and you were watching a game right before. Somebody put a top shelf there. Uh, was it? Again, we had like three games. No, no, the Florida game, uh, Lindell or whatever. Oh, "Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing. Because he looks and the guy makes it back from behind the net. He makes that shoulder and shoulder. By the time he gets back, he doesn't even know that this guy's got the puck. (laughs) By the time he got fully turned around. That's right. And he still has his stick down. He still thinks I'm in good position on my stick, but the puck's in the net. He has no idea. So when you have to turn, it's a different game. A different game. Yep. It's... It's a whole different animal down there. Eventually, you get to the Avs power play goal at the end of the period. Huge credit to Raijo here, not just for scoring the goal, but he wins the faceoff with 19 seconds left on a power play opportunity. One that I think, AJ, you even said it right as the power play started. You're like, great, the Avs get another split power play. Mm -hmm. This is stupid. But the Avs are able to convert it in period because of that faceoff win. Yeah, and you lose that faceoff. You have have no chance. There's no chance for you to make any kind of a play. So... It's why we talk about situational. Yeah, they matter. And for me, like, I'm going to tell you something right here. Like, the play of the game is that goal on the power. Play. I know you're going to say, "Oh my God, O'Connor scores a shorty." No, I get that. Shorties are. I mean, man, not something see, you can rely on. You know for what sure. I mean? Exactly. <laughs> but I will tell you one thing. I have hockey no nos. Tiff, you can write that down. Hockey no nos. That's a no no. <laughs> as a coach, you give up a goal. As a team, sorry, you give up a goal in the last minute. It's usually deadly. It's a deadly goal. And you look back at the end of the game, and you're like, oh, wow, that was the play of the game. So <laughs> Carolina made a big no-no there. First of all, committing that infraction, that leads to a power play with 19 seconds to go in the period. All of a sudden, they win the draw by Joe. Next thing you know, they score with, what, five seconds or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, is, that is a no-no. And you look back at that game, Brendan Moore's going to look back and say, oh, God. It's a different feeling. You go up one nothing on the road against a, a good team like the Avalanche. It's a different feeling than a 1-1 tie. Well, and, and, I mean, look what happens on that goal. They win the faceoff. You give Nathan McKinnon an opportunity to be the best player in the world. And he, Not even the first opportunity. Right. They win the faceoff. Uh, I don't remember who it was on Carolina, but they were slow to get out on Kale. Yep. Yeah. So McCarr walked in and had all the time in the world to do what he wanted. He misses the net. <laughs> Lekkinen gets that puck and gives it to McKinnon, who puts Jacob Slavin into the spin cycle. Yep. And, uh, you know, Ryan Johansson very deftly gets into open space, but also yeah. turns the – you watch him. Before the puck gets there, intentionally he, oh yeah, puts, that he skate, turns yeah. the skate out. I mean, it's just it's, – that's like – Details. We talk about master of the details. Well, it, it's and a, that is such a good little thing that scores them a goal. And those are the skills you learn. A guy who goes to that area a lot. A guy who understands how to play. Because you see guys that don't crash the net a lot. They'll go down there. They'll have their stick on the ice ready. But he's using his whole body to say, this puck is hitting me one yeah. way or another. Well, I'm not bagging on Nathan McKinnon. But we know that from that angle, he does shoot wide quite a bit. Right? Yeah. Sometimes. Yep. You're Ryan Johansson. You're 6'3". You're a big dude. You go stand right there just like that. Even if that was a Gonna pass find a math, lot of pucks. But it could have been a shot, and it goes wide. It hits your pants and goes in. Yeah. And that's the beauty of playing with world-class players. And you get that net front presence job, you should be able to produce. And I, I think he's producing right now, Johansson, on the power play, right? So, Eric, I don't know if we've asked you this on the show yet. Yeah. Because AJ and I are very pro. Punch it in. Header the puck into the net. If you belly bounce it in, they should all count. Oh, I agree. Okay. I mean, so I'm. You're on team goals or goals. Oh, man, yes. And I've got a few taken away, like a couple <laughs> yeah. times. Like, are you serious? Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Even though you know what you're doing. You I, know? 
I just remember that goal Colin Wilson had taken away a couple years ago. Yeah, that it just goes it, off of his it knuckles. Clipped yeah. the top yeah, of his glove, yeah, yeah, and it was that. like a half inch higher. It hits his wrist, and, and everybody's counts. good with it. Yeah. And it's like, but you can't punch it. I know. I what know. was the difference? Yeah, yeah. Goals are goals. I'm all about don't kick it in. I I think that's a fair argument. You don't want dudes with knives on their feet kicking at things. Well, you got to remember, I played in an era where if your foot was in the blue, yeah, yeah it's I not mean, a goal. Oh a little my, different, unless yeah. you're Brett Hall. You feel but, so, yeah, unless you're Brett Hall, and the whole team goes on the ice. But uh, you felt so bad. It has happened to me a few times. I'm like, oh god, you got a goal taken away because of me because my foot's right there. You know what I mean? Like, I'm so hey, sorry, look, man. that feel still exists in modern hockey. It's the offside yeah. challenge. No, I mean, <laughs> you're right. Yeah, that the offside us was the, the guy who's offside yeah. is like. I know. <laughs> yeah, a fair balance though, because how yeah. many would-be offsides ended up in goals back then that That's you couldn't true. do anything about? Yeah, yeah. even up, even up. Uh, anyway, on that note, we are brought to you by Hero Bread. You can go get your Hero Bread today. Look, I won't lie to you. I love bread, but that also leads to some of this. It's going so on. true. This dude came over to my house last year for New Year's ate Eve a and, whole and ate our bread loaf by myself. Incredible. It's to, look, it's delicious. All right, how can you not love bread? No judgment. It was just fun to Sourdough, watch. Sourdough or Hero Bread does help with this though because they have zero grams of sugar per slice in their bread. So you know, it's it's actually good for you, is what I would say. Uh, you got to go check it out. They have a bunch of other great stuff too. It's high in fiber and as well as ultra low net carbs so four days ago i did have some in my house yeah me and my son the good stuff and uh put brats in them they do have I, buns. that was outstanding i'm being honest there great. you go you can get 10 percent off with code dnvr at hero.co or you can also order it on amazon so should be available and ready for everyone go check it out if you haven't yet again be sure to use that dnvr code over at Hero.co. That's H-E-R-O dot C-O to order your Hero bread today. Uh, get in on it. Use that. Uh, use the code. Yeah, that's. Oh, yeah. That was, that's it. They also have uh, a ton of protein as well. So, you know, if you're trying to get a little bulked up, look a little bit like Rod the Bod. Hero bread. It's <laughs> a choice for you. It's hard to find protein in some stuff. Seriously. So it's like the. White cheese sticks are great. <laughs> Lots of protein. Yeah, like string yeah. cheese. I've never been a big fan Loves, of like yeah. drinking whey and all the crazy stuff. Creatine and all that. String cheese yeah. to really nudge us forward. Also brought to you by MSU Denver. MSU Denver, a great place to either start your schooling in <laughs> the college level or go back to school. If you're like me and Tiff, who went around the first time and didn't go so well. Didn't go so well. You can you can go to MSU Denver to restart your schooling experience. They have over 90 majors, including the option to create your own curricul- curriculum. What's happening out there? Oh, it's a, there's a party bus parked outside. Crazy. Uh, either way, uh, go over to MSU. They have online as well as in-person classes, and you do a mix of both. If that's what you want to do with your curriculum, uh, super awesome place i really do enjoy hanging out on campus it's literally right across the street from ball arena so good deal there you can get student parking for games too pro tip go uh go check that out create your career and turn your dreams into reality at msu denver 90 plus majors and 10 graduate programs with courses online in person or both learn more at msudenver.edu second period of this game logan o'connor Shorthanded goals in three straight games. Uh, has that, was that, I missed the graphic. Has it ever been done before? I know there were a yeah. bunch of twos. Sackick. Sackick had three. Mm-hmm. There you go. Well, I guess I'll just have to get one in the next game and make it four. Yeah. But start hacking away at some Sackick records. You're in pretty good. Franchise company. record. I think I saw the record. NHL record was four, right? I just, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, earlier. I don't know. I saw <laughs> a graphic earlier. I thought it was four. In you know we talk about how shorties aren't really super sustainable, but we've we've talked a lot on the watch alongs with LOC about how this is kind of who he was at the AHL level. He was really good at this shorthanded goal thing. Is some of that kind of shining through this year? Is uh, let me ask you this: How much of this is an individual effort by LOC, and how much of this is all of the PK working correctly together to give him his opportunities? It, well, it's I mean. <laughs> Watch them. <laughs> None of them are just LOC dudes. Sure. The first one, uh, the first one is Kale rimming a puck yep. all the way around the boards, 
and just a horrible play by Vince Dunn. Yeah. And LOC just outskates him. And uh, I would very much have liked to have done a video breakdown, but you know, right now that's an issue for us. Yeah. But if you watch it, LOC is way low in the zone, and it's just a, it's just a foot race that he wins. Um, but it's a great rim around the boards from McCarr because yeah. it was aggressive, but it wasn't like he just fired it down to the other just end. Just the right pace. He yep. gave LOC a chance, and LOC skated into it and made it count. And then the other... The, you have Josh Manson yeah, Josh Manson play along stepping the up, and then, yep. and then Cog's just tapping it ahead to him, yep. and he's off to the races on a horrible play by Connor Bedard. Yep. So the, those are two that I think, it, more than anything, it took massive breakdowns. For the other team as well. From the other team. And this one was defended better than any of those by Carolina. Yep. And this one was, for my money, the best best all-around play by by the Avs. But LOC was also under pressure. Yep. Probably the worst of the three goals. Splits two guys down the middle. You really look at... Kachekov and he needs get beat that under save. the blocker yeah, he, on the backhand side's tough. He yeah. should really have that. That that was not a good finish. Um, and, and it, it hey, it beats him. When you're hot, you're hot, and then true. His foot speed gives him that chance. Like you yep. said, the American League level, you used to go watch him and get two breakaway, two breakaways and uh, shorthanded breakaways a game. You know what I mean? And then he hasn't never been known for his finish, right? You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's yep. You know, he, but, but right now he's finishing. And I do believe for me, that's, you know, there's pre-scouts out there. Every team watches. Don't, don't think the next game that the abs go on the road. What is it? The Island? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Know, it is the Islanders. Island. They'll have a pre-scout now. <laughs> They're showing the, don't the give up a short hand. And then what are you going to show? You're going to show this. You're going to show the three shorthanded goals in a row, how they created them, what AJ just went through with you. But um, it, it's pretty cool to see. But the, the, the one thing I take away from that is, in life, you do the right things, you get rewarded. You know what I mean? And, and I, I do believe him standing up for Cogliano and, you know, the hockey gods somewhere are just like smiling on him. Smile a little on bit, him yeah. And right there, you saw that one. Like I said, it is a nice backhand move, but it's a save the goalie. You know, where he goes, he should have it. You know, I'm not taking away anything right now because his foot speed in the middle is awesome. Everything, mm-hmm. like I said. He's missed so many breakaways before that. You know, it's nice to see him get a reward. And I wish him a fourth one the next game. You know what I mean? So, yep. but I do believe you do the right things, you get rewarded. And I think that's a perfect example of what you're seeing right now. Yep. Yep. Now, unfortunately, the PK did not stay perfect tonight. They did yeah, give up one in the second period there. Uh, that was the third goal for Carolina. So we'll get to that in a second. But uh, they, Interesting game. The Avs do end up giving up two goals after scoring that shorty. They trail in the second period of this game. First of all, yeah. oh, the PQ goal was first. I was wrong. My bad. Yeah, Brett Burns. Yep. It, I don't want to stand too much on this because, again, I think we're all super big fans of Georgiev's first five games. But we've seen Georgiev struggle with these a lot. Kind of those shots from a little bit further out, a body in front. On that one, he gets caught trying to find the puck on the wrong side of the body in front of him. Is is this a big deal or is this a hey whatever he didn't play his best tonight but the Avs won so it's fine. Yeah, I don't. The frustration for me was the sequence of events that led to the penalty in the first place, sure. where Carolina gets away with two very yeah. obvious, very no obvious, and then uh, the Avs get called for the exact same yeah, thing. Yeah, and the Avs get called for also an obvious infraction, but yeah. it does it, that one got called, and you were like, "Come on!" Because one of them. It was Brent Burns interfering with Miles Wood on what likely would have been a breakaway. Yep. And then Brent Burns gets a sc- he scores that goal. And, and the was, other one is- I, that was my frustration. Sure. I don't mind. I, I really don't have a problem with Georgiev on that goal because he's fighting around the screen and for it's a good screen. Uh and he, you know, a goalie is trying to fight through a screen. You've got to find a place to find the puck. Yep. You can't just stand there and hope that somebody moves out of your way. You have to look around a guy, and we saw he moves his he head to the right. The wrong side. Yeah. He moves his head to the right a little bit, and that that just gives him a little bit of that tilt, and the shot comes in short side. So, you know, if he does, he save it. If he looks to the left of Kakinima, I don't know, maybe, but he moved to that right. It gave him enough space. It's a good finish by Burns. I really don't have any issues there. I think that's probably again. I think that's just a good play by Carolina. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Next goal, kind of a weird play because it did feel a bit unlucky for Colorado's side. 
but not the best shift in the world from the Avs top guys. McKinnon has a puck that should be out of the zone that he just gets muscled off of, something you don't see happen to Nathan McKinnon very often. That allows them to continue possession. Then McKinnon kind of tries to make up for it by blocking a shot, but when you block a shot, pucks go weird places. Comes right to Michael Bunting in front of the net. And the Avs are trailing three to two. That just feels shitty, man. Like, <laughs> McKinnon, again, he, it wasn't a great shift, but he's doing the right things. He blocks the shot. Yep. What you want him to do. And then it just it goes right to Bunting, and Georgiev's already down. So all he does is it's a nice play by Bunting, but you know, just gathers it in and puts it where Georgiev isn't. And so if you go one, two, three right now, Georgiev's not really at fault. Right? No. You, know, you know, you see what I'm saying? It's one of those nights that, you know, I, I do believe that burn shot is like a CNI shot, right? It yeah. finds its way in, and and then maybe you'll get to the fourth one. But, you know, that Slavo, maybe we didn't like it. You know, and I'm sure he didn't like it. Yeah. But other than that, it's one of those nights, you know. And I thought he made some timely saves, especially that sequence of three saves earlier on in the game. He, he did that last game. He did that tonight. So, yeah, four is four, right? He gave up four all years, giving up four tonight. Obviously not his best night, but. Still came up with some time. Well, and, and yeah, he gives up four tonight. But between him and his defense, the Avs never trailed by more than one. Right? Exactly. So they, they were always in the game. Did not trail by one for long. They are a grand total of one minute and thirty nine seconds. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. So they get it back very very quickly. And and this goal, I think, does feel like the one that broke this game open for Colorado. You get one from your fourth line. Freddie Olafson gets on the board for Colorado. Feels good. It, it feels good to be able to get those depth goals out of Colorado's forward core this year at times. Uh, great shot by Freddie. Not a not a ton to say there. Really good play in the neutral zone to create it too. Sure. And then he just skates in and yeah, they such do a in, quick shot that every it, it went in yeah. and out and everybody was kind of like, did he score? Or drops the left shoulder right, and then yep. he protects the puck. And then he's like, all right, I'll shoot it. And then he looked like a 40-goal scorer there. He didn't look like a fourth liner. The, the protecting of the puck was key because he's selling that he's going to pass that puck the entire way, which is what keeps Brent Burns on the other side. Because yep. he's got one defender in the room he's, to shoot. He's, yeah. got, he's got one defender on his back hip. Yep. And he's, he's protecting the puck from that guy who's never actually getting that close to him. But he's not in a shooting position. So that, that keeps Burns on the other side, and it keeps the goaltender respecting. Can't just fully commit to short side. This guy's going to pass the puck. And then at the last second, he moves he moves it to his forehand in that way, yeah. puts it into a shooting position, and then just picks a corner. I, where he ended up shooting the puck, I'm not sure it would have made any difference. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the process of it, like you said, that's not something that you see a fourth line guy no. do a whole lot of. So it's a really nice, really good finish, really nice play. Uh, hey, you picked the corner, it's a great shot. You missed the corner, it's a terrible shot, right? Yeah. You know, it's a great difference. <laughs> well, and, and, and look, call it luck, call it whatever you want. We've talked a lot about Ben Myers. Those pucks don't seem to find their way in the back of the net for him. It, scoring goals like that will lock down that fourth-line job permanently pretty quickly for someone like Olafson. Yeah, and... You can get good defensive play out of a guy, but you need production. Like, there's yep. a reason Ben Myers isn't here. Yep. And it was because last year they got uh, his defensive play was fine. Just couldn't get any points. It was pretty good, to be honest with you, uh, for his role. Yep. But not being able to generate points, you know, and, and the three goals in the last week of the season did not artificially boost it enough for everybody to forget how last year went for that guy. So for Frederick Olsen to get a goal that early on, it's great. That's great for him, but the abs needed it tonight too. It took a little while for the guys to, for the, for the bigger guys to get going. And that ties the game. It stops the momentum that that Carolina had built up with two quick goals. Well, big time momentum's the right word there because that second period felt like it swung to Carolina (laughs) and then they score that goal and it hard swings back to the abs side. Cause it, LOC with shorthander. Yep. Two one. Everybody's place is jumping. Yep. Then they score a power play goal. Then they get another one. And you're like, oh God. Here we go. What's yeah. up with it? Like this disappeared quickly. Olafson scores, and then you're like, we're right back. Yeah. And then, oh boy. Yeah. And then they go from there. Avs put the, the pedal all the way to the floor here. Yeah. Power plays of their own. The Avs do go three for five on the power play tonight. PK's been so good for them. It was the power play that really showed up in this one. Uh Kale McCarr. Not too bad at entering the zone himself, is he? <laughs> I mean, I, I wish they would have shown that that replay there. 
you know, everybody's playing for that slingshot, right? You know, like I'm telling you, Mac McKinnon is behind Georgiev. <laughs> and I think like everyone is like expecting the puck to go there. And Kale's like, eh, well, whatever. I'll just carry it in. And then, of course, he dances over the blue line, goes in, and then makes magic with the puck and goes around and embarrasses the guy and, and then makes the play across. But for me, it's the 20 seconds before. Just to read that, okay, this guy may be a little too low because he's playing the slingshot. All right. But, I mean, how tough can that be? Pick your poison, right, if you're Carolina. You're like, uh, do I take care of McKinnon? Do I take care of Makar? The guy picked the wrong guy. He picked McKinnon there, gave the lane to Makar, and then... Well, and all Most that valuable player in the league. And I, I don't want to skip over giving credit here because all that fancy work, all that amazing high level skill from Makar creates the play. Johansson shoots a puck, gets a rebound, and it's Arturi Lekin in, in a good spot on the ice to, yep. to finish up a play like that. Yeah. And with the Makar thing, uh, this is the second goal that the Avs have scored on a power play this season where the team was overcommitted to defending the drop pass to McKinnon. Yeah. Because they got one in LA as well. Yes. And. You're seeing they've they have been more willing to just take what's in front of them. And I think there's two things at play here. One, the abs, the abs have probably said, hey, to Makar and a guy, especially Makar, but also Rampton has done it a few times. If you see an opening, just go. Just go with it. We were the point of this is to get inside the zone with control of the puck so we can set it up. It's so so from Makar there. That's just taking what's given. Yep. And two, Carolina scores a lot of shorthanded goals every year. Yep. They play very aggressively in the neutral zone, especially to create those kinds of turnovers and get it going the other way. So you have both of those <laughs> factors. Teams are overcommitting to McKinnon. McKinnon is one of the very best, one of the two best players in the world at, at doing that, at getting a zone entry on a power play like that. So you have a team that likes to defend aggressively on the PK, defend in the neutral zone. And you have a guy that is known for this skill in particular. All of that creates the perfect storm. Kale just takes what's there and then uses that unbelievable skill level of his. Because once he gets into the zone, fine. But the move that he makes to get into the center of the ice and cause the PK <laughs> to collapse in on him, Beautiful. that's the special yeah. stuff. And then, you know, Johansson, Lekin, and all of that is just, that's good hockey. Yep. But you're seeing teams are overcommitting well, to the, the it, McKinnon drop pass. And they're getting burned on it a little bit. And this is going to this is where this power play unit is going to cause problems. It, yeah. It's a natural evolution, right? The the drop pass has been a thing for half a decade now in the NHL. Everybody does it. Yeah. And so you see the defenses learn, okay, we can cut off that drop pass if we leave our forward high and play aggressive. Yeah. And then, at least for teams like the Avs who have the talent to do this, you say, All right, if you do that, we just go. Yeah. What goal was that again? That was goal number goal number four, four for Colorado. So again, look at the two power play goals, timely goals, right? Yep. End of the first five seconds, and then this one. Yep, that makes you go up, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. like your power play comes deadly, you know, like like the first game, right? The the power play game against LA. Yep. So the tire the power play's been, you know, there's timely saves as a goalie, but there's timely goals as PP. I think their <laughs> PP has been really timely this year. Well, and then you their next goal, which comes less than two minutes later is the flip opposite of that, right? Nachushkin and Lekkinen get in on a four check. They do all the hard work. Lecky throws it up and out to McKinnon in the slot mm-hmm. and McKinnon just beats a goalie. Yeah, this is one of those ones from Kachekov that you're looking at like mm. probably should have stopped it for sure. There were three from Kachekov tonight that got by him that I thought these shouldn't and, be happening. And, and I mean, I, I will give McKinnon some credit here. He shoots that puck in the perfect spot. It's yeah. literally that high over the the pads. But where does the puck come from? Yeah, behind the net. He's got to read that, get into the center of his net, and get out high on it. It's not an easy save by For any sure. means, but that finish is not. It's not like bar down. We were like, oh my god. Yeah, hey, all goals are easy when you shoot where the goalie isn't, right? Yep. And McKinnon just, hey, he finishes it. That's It's on the goaltender to make that play, and he doesn't make it. Yep. It, and the other side of this, they did put McKinnon with Nachushkin and Lekkinen specifically as a line. Are we a fan of this? Uh, yeah. I'm sure. a fan of anything. You know what I mean? Honestly. <laughs> You're a fan of uh, Nathan McKinnon full well, stop. I do. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's it's a treat to play with world-class players. And when you get put... What Megan called it yesterday, the the Blednar or whatever. Like yeah, the, the Blednar. You know, yeah. I think it's awesome. I don't mind that because 
You're going to run into problems throughout the season. You're going to run into problems throughout playoffs. And you're going to, you know, go through some injuries. And so you're going to need different combinations. And I think it's important to, to get accustomed to play, to, to new guys, to different players, to different styles of guys. And, and I thought it was a great goal there by McKinnon. And, you know, obviously they, um, Val's four check and then lucky and, Awesome goal. It's mm-hmm. it's an awesome goal. So I yep. mean it's just it's nice to see that guys play with different guys and get rewarded. I like that. I just wish we would have seen that a little bit from Druin or you know, guys like that For just sure. to give them confidence, you know. It just didn't happen. But again, it's early in the season. So then the Avs add one more power play goal here. This one's not super fancy. You win a face off, you get it back to Miko. This one really, I think, was the one you're looking at Kochkov, Kochet, Kochetkov for. <laughs> yeah. And the, look, Miko's a great shooter, but that's not a shot that should go in the back. You of ask the Miko, net, he's but, like, that seriously is the one that went in? You're right. <laughs> that's the one that went in, and he missed like three empty nets <laughs> later on? <laughs> but then again, you score 50 60. That's how you score, right? Those guys, he sees a lane, he knows. You know, I tried that. I probably hit four bodies, and you know what I mean. Like, and it's like, oh my god, what is he doing? But guy like that, you score sixty. It's like, well, that's why he scores sixty. You know. Mm-hmm. But all this, uh, a, a period of efficiency for Colorado, right? <laughs> yeah, I would say so. You look at the numbers, and you probably don't love on paper how it played out as far as possession metrics and things like that. Mm-hmm. Shots sixteen to eight on goal. Yeah. So, in Carolina's favor. Yeah. Um, but. You know what? When you're putting pucks in the nets, you don't have a lot of follow-up opportunities because you already scored, right? So maybe some of that's at play, too. I don't know. (laughs) Look, you took advantage of a guy having a bad night. A team team in Carolina that has just been giving up more goals than they are accustomed to. They're not not a comfortable team in shootouts. Regardless of what the last week has brought them, that's not a hockey team that is very comfortable in those situations, and it looks like it. You know, also they're tired. It's been a long trip for them. That's, oh my God. You know, there's a lot of things happening, and this is a really hard schedule for Carolina to start the season. They got one more. They got to go to Tampa. Uh, Yeah. Seven game road trip against some good teams. It's tough. Yeah. Well, and all over the place, too. It's not like they've just been exclusively out on the West Coast. Right. They've been bouncing around, and then to Mm -hmm. finish. Go from Colorado to Tampa Bay and then home That's for your first tough. That's, That's tough. It's a brutal schedule to open the season. If Colorado had to go through that, we'd be apoplectic. <laughs> bet. That's when you bet against Carolina yeah. on their oh, home yeah. game and that home game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's essentially the eighth, it's eighth a, road game. I talked about it last game. It's a real – it's a fact. I don't care what people say. It's a tough one. For you people that are betting out there, like look for games like that. Teams that have been on a road trip, you look at that game. It's a factor. Well, the Avs are heading out back on the road after this game, but maybe you're an East Coast Avs fan and you want to catch them on the East Coast swing. Game time is the way you can get your tickets. Uh, You can get game time to use, or rather you can use game time to get tickets to pretty much anything going on local to you. It doesn't even have to be sports necessarily. If you want to go to the theater or get concert tickets, any event going on, game time has you covered. And you can go use code DNBR to get $20 off your first purchase with game time. They make a ton of amazing deals over there. You can wait for last minute tickets and get great prices no matter where you want to go. The seats are always great. They do this thing where you can pick the section of seats you want and game time will pick the seats, but it'll save you a ton of money, an average of 18% savings. So if you're not too worried about where you sit, you can do something like that to save a good chunk of change. Uh, and if you do find tickets cheaper than what are available on game time, they will credit you 110% of the difference. So they guarantee you will get good seats, good seats for a great price over at game time. Go check them out. Download the game time app today, create an account and use that DNVR code to get 20% off your first purchase terms do apply, but get that $20 off with code DNVR over on the game time app, uh, lowest price guaranteed. Also brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR, which if you're not going to the game, come on down to the bar. Come hang out with us. Have a good time. We got eight different kinds of Breck brews on tap. They got a flavor for everybody. Highly recommend. If you're not local, you can still find your Breck brew at your local liquor store. Use the Breck beer locator online at breckbrew.com and go get yourself some. Third period of this hockey game. 
And I really like this third period. Not Love because it. it was particularly interesting. It was actually quite a boring period, but that's my point. That's a good thing when you're up three goals in a hockey game. Colorado really did not give Carolina much at all in this third period. AJ, you were talking about it. At what point do teams start going, man, this team is this team is a tough out in third periods? Well, and you need to have a start like this in order to build that kind of reputation. It's not like people are looking at Colorado thinking this was going to be it was going to be an easy road anyway. <laughs> sure. But you know, teams are looking at Colorado and thinking, "Hey, we 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 got some on them last year." Yep. You know, especially in third periods, yep. there were there some, were some comebacks. Yep. Yeah, the Avs had to go to the shootout a lot last season. They were they really relied on points coming beyond regulation to get them where they ended up in the in the standings. And you know, another third period like this where you know, in all situations Carolina musters five shots on goal. That's nothing. Six scoring chances in a, in a game that they are losing. Yep. And there's all, you know, it's always the, oh, they're going to turtle. They're going to whatever this and that. The Avs also had six scoring chances, had eight shots on goal, and high danger chances were four to four. So you probably don't love that you gave up four high danger chances to Carolina, but you created four. Yep. You didn't score on any of them, but. You didn't need to. You're not sitting in your own net uh, or your your own Getting, end, just giving up twenty shots on packing, goal. Yeah. packing it in, in in front of your own net, just letting a shooting gallery happen. Where you know sometimes that goes poorly. Yep. Well, I, I was looking at the post game notes there. Like Brendan Moore was not very happy with 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 his crew in the sense that he's like, hey, we got to get twenty guys on the same page, and that's I think what's been the difference. Where the ads for most for most nights and most sequences and games have had twenty guys on the same page. Yeah, that doesn't mean that they had uh, a success or they produced, for example, like Druin. But I'm using him for example. Sure. But mm. somewhere somehow their game they found their game. Yep. The Avalanche and Carolina is a good team. We talked about it before the game. A lot of people are picking them to come out of the East. Yeah, they're still but like they're the still top looking team to win the Cup. From and, and and Bednard talked about it this morning at his presser too, like. Stuff to get on the road to start the season, and you know, find your game. Uh, the Abs did. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Carolina has not. And um, and then I did look two seconds ago, and I hate to say it, but Detroit Red Wings. Kurt Mulby, he's yeah, got the record third. with four games. So LOC needs Short one more. Yeah. LOC needs one more. So that's that's who that is. He ties Joe for the franchise. <laughs> for the abs, yeah. Same sense to be uh, when you're in the same sentence as Joe Sackick's pretty good. You're doing something okay. Record. That's yeah, been awesome. You're doing something all right. So it is something special what LSC is doing. But Mulby is the guy that's got the record of four. Yep. And just to officially cover everything, Avs do give up one goal in that third period. I think we all agree it wasn't great from Georgiev. Yeah. But who cares? I made the game six four with like seven minutes left. Those shots from distance continue to be his real. That's the one thing that you see beat him where. It's not a bad shot. It's not like, sure. oh my God, what was that? But it was, to me, it wasn't like an incredible finish. And, yeah. and it's he wasn't fighting through a ton of traffic. It's just, it's it's not a great shot and it beats him. And you know what? Some It's fine. Well, like, Megan's not here and all. We'll, we'll speak for her. <laughs> she would say that Georgiev's such a nice guy that he's letting... <laughs> The hometown guy Slavin score at home in front of his parents, so that's okay, that's fine. But but like I think you're kind of both on the on the track here. Of yeah, it's not a goal from Georgiev you love. If this was a three two game, I yeah. think you have a big problem with that goal. You're disappointed. But in a game that's six three, okay, man, whatever. <laughs> yeah, if you're gonna have a sub nine hundred save percentage in a game, one which your teammates score six goals for you is fine. Yep, exactly. This is the this is literally how. Pavel Francois won like half of his games. Yep. Getting the goal support, baby. <laughs> yeah. Just inc- incredible goal support where you're like, all right, well, things didn't go great here, but it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> oh, yeah. So uh, doubles the number of goals given up on the season for him. Yeah. Is eight and five games. What a bomb. Yeah. You know, just a, just a less than two goals per game average. That's all. Not bad. <laughs> that includes like an overtime too. <laughs> yeah. And and is perfect in the yeah. shootout. Three, three for three. three. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, I see Chad talking about it. Yeah. Uh, Bo is taking way too many penalties. No two ways around that one. It's got to yeah. stop. <laughs> His third multi-penalty game of the season in yeah. five games. He has yeah. penalties in four of the five. And you can see it's frustrating him yep. because he, he takes that one. And today he goes, and he's oh, like, oh, he's back. Because you know it's been talked about. You yep. know Pratt or, you know, Nolan Pratt, the, the D coach, or, you know, Bednar. Uh, I've talked about it. You know, again, I, I think he's playing that one right. And he's playing hard. And then his stick just gets in the wrong. Does the old can opener. A guy falls down. And it's just like, oh, God, you know, here we go again. Well, so. that's it gets reflected a little bit in time on ice tonight. Yep. Because. I know there were a lot of penalties called and stuff, but 14 minutes of time on ice for Byram. Not much. Yeah. It's pretty low. Uh, Jack Johnson, 1254. Yeah. Byram's pair or his partner. Yeah. And Sam Gerard. Sam Gerard played 2160. Yeah. So that's a significant Sam, demotion there for Bo's side of it. And Sam's not even playing on the power play right now, right? Yeah. He's not. He's not even, no, he's, and he's making up all that time on the penalty kill. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Where tonight, Johnson and Byron both played. Well, Byron was in the box for two of the penalties. Yeah. Kills. And I think, I think they combined for like 59 seconds of yeah, shorthanded time on ice. They so. need more than that out of those guys on the PK. Yeah. Do they? PK's I mean, I guess rolling, not. They man, did give up their first PK goal. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I love. You Sammy. tried to blame it on Georgiev like <laughs> 20 minutes ago, man. But I'll be Sammy's biggest defender all year. If anybody will attack me, yeah, it's fine. You know, you get that kind of. You know, he's he's been great for five games, and yeah. I think we're going to continue to see some good hey, jobs. For what it's worth, Byram did get a point tonight. So yeah, <laughs> well, like I said, great play in the neutral zone to move that puck. Yeah. Uh, on the Olafson goal, it starts yep. with Byram. That's yep. right. So activate, activate again. Like if you're going to make a mistake, do something on the other end. <laughs> McKinnon, a, not a very good shift. Uh, that that helps lead to a goal against to the, the third Carolina goal. Comes back and makes up for it. Makes yep. up for that. And uh, if you're making up for it on the scoreboard, it's all good. You you're Who breaking cares? even. Yeah. It's, it's all good, man. Like that's. Hey. You play 25 minutes a night, you're going to make a mistake. You're yeah. going to make a bonehead play. It's everybody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Last thing I want to touch on, two sides of this. Three-point night for Arturi Lekkinen arguably should be a four-point night. It is four now. It, it got they, changed. Did they give it to him? Okay. Yeah, they added they added Lekkinen and uh, McCarr assists. Yep. So okay. two-point night for McCarr, too, then. Yep. Uh, four-point night for Lekkinen. That's the type of depth scoring that you love to see out of Colorado. You know you're not going to get it to that level most nights, but the fact that it's there, you also get a goal from your fourth line. You feel the you feel pretty darn yeah too I guess yeah, shorthanded is the weird whatever, yeah. uh, but you feel really good about your forward depth, except you gotta start getting some production from your third line right. It's gotta come eventually. Yeah, and uh, of course we say this. Uh, they had a goal taken, taken off away. the board. Yeah, we're, sure, sure. Are we having that same conversation if that goal stands? Right, right. maybe not. But. You know, Ross Colton and Jonathan Duran, uh, Miles Wood, those guys got their head kicked in uh, in terms of uh, underlying tonight. The shot metrics are bad. Uh, and, you know, to the eye, they just did not look like they were. They had a very impactful game. Oop. And that happens sometimes. Oh, yeah. So, yes, you would like to see them start yes. to yeah. get on the board, but. At the end of the day, the Avs won six four. <laughs> right, and now we're when you're five and zero, oh, we're we're drilling down into you're the third real line hard. specifically yeah. needs to produce. When you when you have gotten you got two goals from your fourth line, you got a Ryan Johansson goal. You know, like your guys not named McKinnon and Rantanen also scored plenty tonight. Yep, but it's not that bad, like you said, because you think about it, they they do score that big goal, and I know it's an empty netter. But they still make the right play out of their own end. Sure. Right? You know, because if you don't, puck ends up in your net. Next thing you know, you're in a ball game, right? Mm-hmm. So there's that. And then the offside goal. So, you know what I mean? So you're like, yeah. it's and, not that and you bad. Look, but I agree. You're, you're talking you're they should have had goals there. in two of five games. Well, exactly. Well, you even look at tonight, and I know the underlines weren't very good, but it's not like there were no chances there. Drew had a great chance from yeah. the middle of the ice. Mm-hmm. There, there were a couple of plays <laughs> where you're seeing like, okay, they, there's something there. We saw Miles Wood attempt to beat Jonathan <laughs> Duran while Duran was in front of the net. And it was like, y'all need to switch. Yeah. <laughs> Got it backwards a little bit on that it's gonna one. It's going to come. It's going to come. Uh, I'm sure you can uh, get plenty of bobbleheads of the guys that played today for the Avs, scored a bunch of points over on FOCO. Get over to FOCO.com today, use the DNVR code, get 10% off. Of course, you get bobbleheads for all major sports teams here in the States, but you can also get licensed apparel, uh, a bunch of knickknacks, and all Mm -hmm. sorts of other memorabilia 
from FOCO. So they have a bunch of cool stuff. I can't even explain some of the stuff they have. You just got to go check it out and see it for yourself. I'm sure you'll find some cool thing that you think is super dope. Even if you're not Navs fan, they've got your team covered. All sports, all uh, all the major stuff here in the States. Again, that's FOCO.com. Use the DNVR code to get 10% off. All right. I think we're winding this one down. We're actually going to finish a show before tomorrow, boys. So nice. uh, it's a good good win for us. Uh, we do have some super chats here. Uh, $2 from Vaguely Sober, who says, Bo Byram, officially a hockey criminal. <laughs> becoming a repeat op- offender really quick here. Yeah. Uh, Got to gotta get clean, Bo. Got to get, get out of the out of the pokey. Yeah, that's a word for prison, right? Uh, Cody gives us $10 and just says boobs. Thank you. All right. <laughs> well said. <laughs> and then $20 from Chad, who says, MIT Metro in town? Is that, I guess that's like an MSU meme that they're MIT. Either way, thank you for the $20, Chad. Appreciate it very much. Um, that's all I got. Anything else you guys wanted to touch on tonight's game? 5-0, man. What else can you say? 5-0, and, and you're going on a hard road trip. Yep. You're going to play a lot of good teams uh, on this road trip, and that's not going to be an easy one. So and guess what? We won't be watching hockey at midnight. Yeah, it's some, be like some normal class games. Gonna be. Even though it's a little late Tuesday uh, in the island, mm-hmm. it's at 6 p. I mean... It's five so here. it's eight. It's eight. No, it's it's six here. I think. Is it, is it eight there? Eight mm-hmm. over there. I, I, I mean, oh, Tuesday's the weird me. day where yeah. the, all the different games. Yeah. yeah. So oh yeah. It's yeah, the, yeah, the whole yeah. I, I do yeah. believe it's six here, yeah. eight there, but still six is better than. Yeah. Oh, Thirty nine yeah. o'clock. Like I'm gonna be getting here at four o'clock, like I have been, except it's not gonna be way, way, way early. Oh, we'll get a little treat Tuesday. We're going on oh, the, the treat. No, the treat is Sunday for the eleven o'clock start, baby. Oh, well, next, next Sunday. Yeah. Oh, my With God. With buffalo dude. wings yep. for us. Oh, yep. yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yep. baby. Yep. Uh, that is going to do it for us. We are off Sunday. We're also off Monday. No abs practice. So there will be no real abs news as they're traveling to New York. Uh, but we appreciate all of y'all hanging out with us, enjoying the abs with us. Uh, we will be back Tuesday. We'll also have tons of post-game content coming your way tonight and maybe some other videos on our day off. So keep it locked to the DNVR.com. Consider becoming a diehard and supporting us today, or at very least, give us a like and subscribe here on YouTube so you don't miss any of us going live. We appreciate y'all, and we will talk to y'all tomorrow. Whoa, whoa, whoa. City like the mayor.